I said to him, you are the most gracious person I have ever met. Anthony Ray Hinton is mentioned briefly in Brian Stevenson's book, Just Mercy, a book that several of you have read and some of you are reading. A number of us were able to hear Brian Stevenson last Wednesday night at the University of South Alabama. The book Just Mercy is not really about Mr. Hinton, but it is about another person whose story is very similar to his. If there were no other stories like Anthony Ray Hinton's, his would be enough. It is compelling, it is profound, it is prophetic. You see, Anthony Ray Hinton spent 30 years on Alabama's death row. And during that time, he never wavered in his claim of innocence. For 16 of those 30 years, Brian Stevenson and the staff of the Equal Justice Initiative fought for a retrial of Mr. Hinton's case. The evidence to exonerate him was in their hands, but they could not persuade the state of Alabama to look at that evidence. The appeal finally made it to the Supreme Court of the United States, and at the Supreme Court of the United States, the justices ruled unanimously that the state of Alabama must retry Anthony Ray Hinton. Rather than face the facts, the state of Alabama simply released him. I met him. I shook his hand. I heard him speak. And amazingly, he was not filled with bitterness, but with a palpable spirit of grace. He was the most gracious person I have ever met. And as I thought about those 30 years, which started in 1983 and ended in 2013, I thought about all that I did in those 30 years. I graduated from seminary in 1983. I had children. I completed graduate work, a doctoral degree. I became a Methodist in those years. And for those 30 years, Anthony Ray Hinton sat in a five-by-seven cell, never knowing when he might be executed. And I cannot help but wonder how he kept going. Why didn't he simply give up? Why didn't he give in? How did he make it? How did he live with such compassion that through his witness, the man in the cell next to his, whom he very seldom, if ever, even saw, that man who was a former Ku Klux Klansman, who had been convicting, convicted of lynching, and who was subsequently, subsequently executed, that man was converted by the voice, the words of Anthony Ray Hinton. On the night of his execution, that former Klansman said, my family taught me to hate, my community taught me to hate, 
And now, one of the ones they taught me to hate is the very one who has taught me to love. How did he do it? How could one do it? Anthony Ray Hinton cites the faith of his mother, a faith which became his faith. And he says, my mother taught me that God can do anything but fail. God can do anything but fail. Jesus speaks of a tumultuous future. Signs in the sun and stars and moon. And on earth, distress among nations, confused by the roaring of the sea and the waves, people will faint from fear and foreboding of what is coming upon the world, for the very powers of heaven will be shaken. Sitting here in this loveliest of places, it is hard to imagine that. Here, all is light, all is beauty. But ask the people of Alaska who felt the earth shake last Friday. Ask the people in Paradise, California or Mexico Beach, Florida. Ask the people in Yemen or Syria. They can tell you what it's like for the world to be shaken. And for the world as they know it to come to an end. In so many ways the world has ended for them just as it seemed to end for Anthony Ray Hinton on that day in 1983. In her sermon two weeks ago, Sheila Bates reminded us that nothing is permanent, nothing is guaranteed. The end does come for all things, for all people. Sometimes it comes suddenly, sometimes it comes slowly. Things can change so radically that we hardly recognize where we are or even who we are. The end is sure to come. It must come. It will come. And Jesus urges us not to be weighed down by the fear of the, of, of the end. Jesus promises that in the very midst of the turmoil, he comes. He comes upon clouds of glory. Every eye can see him. His presence is evident in and through the very chaos. His presence is evident in that which would seem to confuse and obscure all good. God can do anything but fail. Whatever the setting, whether it be ancient or modern, we give thanks for this gift of Holy Communion. And we do it in a gentle, orderly fashion. We have a nice bulletin with the words printed. And even if we didn't have the words printed in the bulletin, even if the words were not from some time-honored liturgy but from some extemporaneous words of a preacher, however it is done, the words with which we bless and consecrate the Eucharist are not wild, they're not confused, they're not unreasonable. They are measured, they are reverent. But the reality to which those words refer is no such thing 
that reality is chaotic, it is cruel, it is devastating, it is brutal. The death of Jesus is a judicial travesty, it is a collapse of law and order. The broken body and shed blood of Jesus in and of themselves and by themselves are not signs of hope but of terrible, tragic failure. Yet even here, even in this worst of all places, God cannot fail. And God brings from this worst of all things that we do the very best that is done for us. God can do anything but fail, even raising the crucified Lord from death and in his name pouring out upon us the same spirit of life. God can do anything but fail, and that is how and that is why we proclaim the mystery of faith. Christ has died. Christ is risen. Christ will come again. God can do anything but fail. And that is why we were bold to make our confession. And we made that confession not as a resignation to our lostness, but as an affirmation of our faith in the love of God who saves us. And so we come to this moment Amidst words that unsettle us, words that in many ways escape us, and yet we all will know sooner or later that chaos, that tragedy, that disappointment, and many of you have known it. And the good news is that God can do anything. God can do anything but fail. And that is our confidence. As we come to him, we are saved. And so we come to give ourselves to him with gratitude for all that he has done for us. And with boldness, we are able to sing, new every morning is your grace, arising like the dawn. Your love has drawn us to this place. Your love will lead us on. And so let us sing our call to offertory, and let us give with gratitude in response to the goodness of a God who can do anything but fail. Let us not fail. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen.